You're listening to KINA, 910 AM, 107.5 FM. I'm Randy Picking. Back during the Thanksgiving holiday, we had a program here on KINA at Heaven's Gate featuring Boone Vidrickson, Salina Mann, who uh, died during surgery, went to heaven for 2 minutes and 22 seconds. And the response and outpouring to that show was outstanding. So we thought we'd bring uh, Boone back for another hour's worth of uh, talk and uh, visiting with Boone and uh, his thoughts uh, here during the Christmas and New Year's holiday. Jerry Henriquez is here with me along with Boone. So, Jerry, I'll let you kind of kick things off here with Boone. Well, I've known Boone for a long time, and... uh Boy, when I heard that he had died for two minutes and 22 seconds, and he told me the story, that's when we both kind of said, this is maybe a message that we need to share with the public and give a lot of people hope with what Boone saw. And then after we did our first show, boy, I went around town and everybody said they really appreciated it, and it gave them hope. So welcome, uh, Boone Vidrickson. Uh, Boone, if we would, you know, we have a lot of people maybe never heard your first show. If you could just give us a, a little insight on how this all started and kind of a little recap before we get into some of your uh, new stories. Yes, I sold my business in September of 2019. And in November of 2019, I had an arthritic hip that I could hardly walk. I was using a walker and a cane. And, uh, Everybody was getting hip replacements, so I decided uh, this is a simple operation. I'll have no problems. I, my health was good, and I, I went to Manhattan, and the guy there was rated high, and I had, a, I had my niece had told me about how wonderful he was, and and she recommended him, and so I went over, and um, they proceeded to do the operation, and once they got my old hip out, my heart stopped. And I was legally dead for two minutes and 22 seconds. I, at that time, I went to heaven. I knew I was in heaven. I was, people say, did you hear anybody? Did you see anybody? And I told them, no, I was too busy pleading my case trying to get in. And I was surrounded by white clouds. I could see myself, and I could see myself looking up, reaching my hands towards heaven. And I told them that this is wonderful. I knew I was at heaven's gate. I wasn't, I, I could just tell I was at the gate. I wasn't quite in. And as I, I told him, this is wonderful. I said, I never felt like this in my life, physically or mentally. I, I told him that I had done the best I could on earth and I have no regrets. And if they wanted to keep me fine, and if they wanted to take me, that's fine too. And, or return me and, my eyes blinked, and I was back on earth in the hospital. And when I came to, I knew immediately that I was to tell people about my experience, about heaven, yeah. and how wonderful it is, that heaven's out there awaiting all of us. And um, I, the first time I really spoke about it, and down the line, I, I finally said, or maybe they're giving me a second chance. And when the words came out of my mouth, I, I all of a sudden, I just knew that they had given me a second chance. There was something keeping me out of heaven that they wanted me to fix. And I proceeded to search for two years. Not really, I knew I would find the answer. I just had to keep my eyes and ears open. 
And I searched and searched and uh, finally found the answer. And, and, the, and the answer, uh, I was helping a person that was terminally ill, one of my best friend's brother. And as I helped him, and I, and I got him with a, a, with a guy named Mark over in Manhattan who teaches Bible studies, and I knew he knew the answer of what John needed to be doing in his last his last three weeks of life that he would tell him what he needed to work on because John was terrified of death and his his brother was my good friend and he told me that and I got to talk to John and he he told me that he didn't go to church but he believed in God and he and I knew he was a good person and I had gone to church for 31 years but I I didn't feel qualified to tell him what he needed to be doing so I got a hold of this Mark in Manhattan and he he proceeded to counsel John for 3 weeks telling him what to how to pray and 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 uh, what to pray and and when I first talked to Mark about John I told him I said he's a good guy and I said he believes in God but he doesn't attend church and Mark's response to me was being a good guy and believing in God's not going to get you to heaven. Not even going to church. He says, you have to have. And I thought to myself, here comes my answer. I know it. Right here it is. He said, you got to believe in Jesus and you got to pray to Jesus. You got to have a relationship with Jesus. And I've been going to church for 31 years. and I don't know how I missed the message, but I'd missed it. And I felt ashamed and I, I didn't say anything to Mark about how important that was for me also. Well, three weeks later, John called me and told me that he was, he was, um, thanked me for putting him in, in touch with, with Mark and that he was ready, that he was looking forward to seeing his folks again. And I told him, John, baby, I said, you've made it. And he said, yes, I have. And, and I all was, of a sudden he had a comfort level. Yes. He found and hope fear and peace. of dying had gone away. It, it, it sounds like. completely gone away. And he had, he found hope and he found peace. And he found Jesus, and it was it was wonderful. And I felt that I had found him too. And I thought this was in March. And I thought my two year investigation of what I did wrong is over. And I said I'm I'm going to continue going to church. I'm going to pray to Jesus, and I start my prayers, dear Lord Jesus, and and uh, and I've got that message time after time because I thought my life would just settle down to to being normal. Christian and the heavens up above said, no, wait just a minute. You're not getting off that easy. And what happens is, is I've been having these divine appointments and divine appointments for people that don't know you, all of us use the word occasionally or um, not coincidence. We use the word coincidence. And when we use the word coincidence, we're all having a divine appointment and it's bringing two people together for some unknown reason, and we all have them. What makes mine unique is all of a sudden I had a frequency of them. Most people have four a year. I had like 18 and 40 days. And I know when people are, sometimes I know when they're going to happen. I know where they're going to happen. And half the time, I even know who's going to be there. And I'll go to places and I'll be waiting. And I do have a lot that are, coinc are, are coincidences. You know, they, I don't see them coming, but I know when they start happening, I go, it's happening again. And um, 
we'll be talking about this in just a moment, but it's very interesting. And uh, Well, one of the things, uh, before I forget it, at my age, Boone, i got to ask questions that I remember right now. You were fortunate enough to be able to come back. There's a lot of people that might be on that operating table or in a car accident and you're not totally prepared. Uh, it is so important to have that relationship with God on a regular and consistent basis because you don't know the time uh, that's going to come and uh, you're going to be taken. Yeah, correct. And and I don't believe it was my time. And when I died, and I, I, I think it was pure accidental, I think I, I didn't give him some medicine that I was on and it it conflicted with some of the anesthesiologist medicine they were given to put me under. And uh, but I do think they realize that here's a guy that we need to recruit in our army. That things on now, and we all talk about it every day, is things are things are just going downhill. And I I just feel like there's many people I've been talking to, and I feel like Jesus in heaven is out recruiting actively, finding people. Because I, I, it's, it's amazing how the year 2019 kept, keeps popping up to me when somebody tells me, they go, oh, in 2019 I died or 2019 I found Jesus. And and these people will have some really keen insights and they're out doing some really good things around Salina and other places. I've met some wonderful people in Beloit. And it's I, – I, 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 all of a sudden I just feel – that there is a real recruiting type drive going on, and uh, well, and you're talking about divine appointments. I thought it was a coincidence that you and I ran into each other at the VFW, and you said, "Well, let's just sit down and visit." I hadn't talked to you for a long time. Next thing I know, you told me your story about having died and gone to heaven, and I said, "Well, gosh, that's a story that you ought to share with other people." To me, it was a coincidence. To you, it was a uh, divine appointment is that a yeah you know i didn't know you were there i don't think and but the minute i saw you i thought this i've been thinking about it and i thought you know here it comes i said this is jerry jerry's we're gonna have a little chat right now and oh, I, I know i knew and, something and I, was up when boone yeah. says hey uh, jerry why don't you come over here and sit down yeah and uh but the story a was interesting b yeah. There's a lot of people out there right now that need hope, and there's a lot of people that need to hear the Word of God. Yes. And that's kind of your mission right now. Yeah, it certainly is. And like I said, when I saw you, I thought, uh, I'm not getting around fast enough. I'm talking to people, but when I talk to somebody, it's usually, it can develop into an hour or more. I said, I, I'm not getting to enough people fast enough because there's so many people here that near need to hear the word of God. And I said, I've got to get, I got to reach more people faster. And I saw Jerry and I thought, well, here's step one. And you know, step one has led to step two. Once I was with Jerry, all of a sudden I realized I'm not moving fast enough again. Mm -hmm. I, I know Jesus told me that you, you're, you're on the right track, but you're not moving fast enough. And that's when I, I decided that I need to go on the internet like everyone else, and I had no idea what to do, and I, d I did my same thing that I've done all my life. I, I prayed to Jesus, and I said, Dear Jesus, I said, please send me someone 
that can help me get on the internet. I said, and and he always does. And within two days, I had found, with the thanks of Fast Focus, Ryan at Fast Focus helped me, and I got on the internet with Spotify. And Spotify, I have my own little little web page, and it's called Heavenly Moments Shared with by Boone. And on there is all the programs we've done on KNI, which is we're up to probably four or five, and we're doing this one, and it'll be added to it. Because people come up to me and go, oh, you told me about it, but I forgot, or I overslept. And the next thing they miss is said, oh, where can I find it? I want to I want to listen. So we've done that, and I've, I've that is really, it hasn't quite got to where, it's just now taking off, but it's, I can see the potential is there, and that it's Well, and you've run into grow. a lot of people now. Tell us uh, some of the stories about uh, the folks that you've run into, and some of the new stories, and it's, it's like it just has opened up doors for you to tell your story about uh, going to heaven. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I want to tell one more thing before we start there. Absolutely. And the one more thing is, this morning I opened my eyes. I don't write all this stuff down word for word, but I'll make bullet points so we don't get off track and we miss something important. But the moment I woke up this morning, as soon as my eyes opened up, I went, wow. I said, it's come to me on how we need to open the show today. And opening this show today i got all excited this morning and i started making notes and it's it's all about jesus is there 24 hours a day for all of us seven days a week 365 days a year and jesus is our counselor he is the one our go-to guy and we need to use him he's there you just got to talk to him and it's unbelievable when you talk to him and reason with him and tell things how the answers will come to you and and you will find you will find all the answers just about and and if you don't quite find the answers that you're looking for you have to understand that's why we have ministers and why we have churches you know they're a free counseling service in a roundabout way and they're there for us too and the ministers are just praying for you to come by and they want to see you. and uh, Well, before we move on, why is it do we wait until we're in trouble before we want to talk to Christ? Why is it we uh, wait until we're in dire straits and we're afraid and we're scared when we have an opportunity right now to do it, on, like you say, every day, 24 hours a day, seven days a week? Why do we wait? Oh, we, like all of us, we just put it off. We put it off and put it off and say i'll do it tomorrow or man was i busy today you know and 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 that saying that you're busy today you you have to realize what is your goals in life and your number one goal should be working on getting through the gates of heaven you need to be working working on that because if you work on that every day you're going to get there and if you work on it every day you're going to become so much happier, so less stress. It's 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 unbelievable. The stress well, level I hate drops. To interrupt you, but your goal too is to help a lot of other people 
get to go to heaven. That's, oh yes, that seems to be your mission right now is to spread the word. Oh yes, and 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 it and it is by having this relationship with Jesus that that if you talk to Him and pray to Him, and you know it's it's amazing. He's a counselor, and and in today's busy world, it's not almost everybody sees a counselor sooner or later for grief, for any kinds of problems, and. Jesus has always been there as a counselor for us. And like I said, he's a free counselor. And he, and there's one thing about Jesus. He has all the right answers, without a doubt. Well, you can be driving down the street and pray to God. You oh, yes. Can, like I say, he's available 24 hours and seven days a week. Yes. And I always make sure before I close my eyes at night that I have a serious talk with Jesus. And I have a list by my bed. And on one side, it has... People that have health issues. And I always start off my prayers with, dear Lord Jesus, I said, forgive me for my sins and thoughts, words, and deeds. And then I I say, I, I need special prayers for the following people that are having, mainly having health issues, and they could be having all kinds of other issues. But I, I write their names down, and I leave them on that list. And I pray for them every night. I try to pray for them in the morning or sometime during the day, too. And just yesterday, I started a new, new, new thing. I have one side. I have people that need healing prayers, and on the other side, I flipped over and I started making a list of people that I'm thankful for in my life that are helping me, people that are that are trusting in 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 Jesus, and I know they're doing good work. They're visiting people, they're helping people out. They have a great desire to, and. I'm going to just every day try to add another name of somebody on there. And, you know, you guys are going to be on there, too, because you guys have been a tremendous help, a tremendous support, having me back in, give me ideas not only for the radio, but from the radio, what happened? The Internet happened next. And you need to remember all these people that are – they're stepping to the plate. I mean, Jerry, you stepped to the plate. And – you, you, Randy, you stepped to the plate too. I mean, if we all come out of the closet and step to the plate, it's going to change. It's going to change things. It really is. Well, Boone, I want to ask a question because after the shows aired during the Thanksgiving holiday, the uh, amount of response I've had and the outpouring has been tremendous. I haven't heard or seen a negative thing. Have you had any? The, what I'd call the doubting Thomases out there approach you about. Oh, are you sure this is all all on the down low here, Boone? And have you have you had those experiences? I, I've had a, f- a few that just kind of beat around the bush, but I could tell where they were headed, and they they were they yeah, I could tell they were being careful. But it was funny last night. I was in Orchlands and I saw a gal I know, and and uh, I couldn't think of her name, and then we we started visiting, and I remembered and. And uh, it, it, she brought it up. She said somebody was telling her about, oh, kind of like doubting, you know, what I was saying and stuff. And she says, well, I've known Boone for a long time. And she goes, if he says it, he's not beating around the bush. He's not a guy that's going to feed you a bunch of bull or tell you a whopper of a tail. He's a guy that's going to look you in the eye and, and tell you what he says is he means it and he he believes it and he's. He's telling it like it is, and and if he says that happened, it happened. And so, I've built my reputation all these years on on 
don't stretch the truth, you know, tell it like it is. Because if you get to telling the stretching it or not to tell them the truth, you get mixed up and you can't keep your story straight because it's hard enough to tell the story. It's easy once you have that good habit of telling the truth and looking a person in the eye. They, they know you're telling the truth. They know what's going on. Yeah, I've always said if you tell the truth, you never have to remember what you said. Yeah, you well, never have the to. The beautiful part, though, is now you've run into a lot of people that have had the same experience that you've had. Uh, yes, I, I've ran. There's been two million people go to heaven, and I, I have, I have ran into randomly. I've ran into a couple of people that have been to heaven, and I, when I was doing rehab at the Manhattan Hospital, the people that were going through rehab, probably about half of them had been at Heaven's Gate, and told me incredible stories, and and once again, you know, that just reinforces, you know, what 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 I've seen and what I've heard. Well, and it gets to the point, Boone, where some people don't want to share your story, but then they hear you tell the story, and now they feel yes. comfortable to tell, hey, look, I've been there, and they yeah. feel comfortable by you coming out and telling it. Yeah, and I'll, and I'll tell you, people, it's, it's unbelievable, because in the beginning, or back in March, when I found Jesus, and people would come up to me and say, I need to talk to you. You know, I knew it was it was almost all the time about them having loved ones that were terminally ill, and they wanted me to talk to them to ease their anxiety for the fear of death, and they wanted me to tell them how wonderful heaven was. But it was it, I'm going to tell you guys, it was so interesting this last week. Because this street that I was on, or road that our path I was on, was about terminally ill people. But it hasn't always been terminally ill people. Sometimes it has been people telling me almost like Bible stories, uh, personal stories of things that have happened to them. And most of the time, though, it had to do with terminally ill people. Well, last week, it, it was so interesting because about three weeks ago, I I, I had this story that that someone passed to me and I've passed out about 20 of these and they're like a chain letter and I'm going to read it as fast as I can because we, I don't want to get too far off the beaten track, but this is, this is important. And what it is about this chain letter is after this chain letter, I made about 20 copies and handed them out because I felt really moved about it. I don't know. There was just something about it. It's a good, feel good story. And it was Thanksgiving time. And I, I thought, man, this this is a great story. I need to share this story. But after I shared this story, last week, I had three people come up and tell me very personal stories. And it was about them. All three of them was about being lost in their life. They were so troubled and lost. And they, they came up to me. And I, I guess I'll start off with their three stories, and then I'll read this story right quick. You know, one of them came to me one day, and... And, um, and, and these three people, two of them I knew, but not well. And one of them, I, I had never met him before. And one day I, I meet, I meet a person that I've never met before. And he tells me, he said, Boone, I, 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 I want to have lunch with you. And he was, he was really pushing me to have lunch. And I said, that'd be fine. And I was doing some business with him. We finished our business and he was still pushing to have lunch. And I said, well, I got the time right now. I said, do you want to, you got time to visit? And he goes, yeah. And I didn't realize 
the gentleman owned the business that I was in. So we went over in the corner and we sat down. And next thing you know, he's doing all the talking, which is fine. I, I do it too much. But he tells me the story of how his wife had died. And she was like 46 and it, he was crushed. His wife was his best friend, the mother of his children. And, and, and she had she had had something like cancer or something and she had died rather suddenly. And he's his he was thinking about buying a business and he he decided he would go ahead and buy the business but he was he was so far down in the world and then he found Jesus and he said you know Boone being so troubled I found Jesus and he goes the next thing you know my whole world changed he goes this business I bought was the right thing to do he goes I I started to come to grips with my wife's death he goes it was funny he said my my daughter and her friend her friend had that his daughter's friend had lost her dad and the two girls got together and and next thing you know he was seeing her mother and the next thing you know a year and a half later they were married and you know and his whole life has changed since then and when i talk to this guy i think that's where i want to end up he is he has got his feet on the ground and he has found Jesus and he is he is living the right life with and he and he said things stressful things don't matter. And then the next day I thought, wow, I said what a story. And I said, I haven't got a story like that of finding Jesus like this. I said, what a story. And the next day I ran into a gal and I've known her for a long time and and I was commenting on her on her Christmas decorations at her business and as we visited and she was busy but she told me and these are personal real personal stories she said boone a year and a half ago i lost my mother and i could tell when she told me that that it really hurt she said boone i was i was lost i was totally lost and i she said i i didn't know which way to turn and she goes boone i found jesus and i said good for you girl and she said yes I found Jesus and my whole life turned around. All of a sudden I wasn't I wasn't depressed anymore. I was I was had a smile on my face and things certain things just didn't matter. She said, Boone, I've I've led it since then I've led just an unbelievable feeling in my life about things don't matter. You can get through it all. But she says, I found Jesus, Boone. And she was very personal and I thought I left there and I went, wow. I said, what a story. And, you know, and that lasted probably, oh, she she talked 20 minutes and talked fast. She was busy. And I thought, boy, that's that's two nice stories in two days. Well, the next day I'm at Dillon's. I'm in line. And another gal comes up to me, and I've known her for a long time. And she said, Boone, I heard, heard about you on the radio and stuff. That's wonderful things you're doing. I said, well, thank you. And she said, Boone, she said, I got to tell you my personal story. And I said, well, I'd love to hear it. And she said, Boone, one day I was working at the at the family business, and I realized all of a sudden one day I realized I had a drinking issue. She said, I was, I was real. I finally realized I was, when I went to bed, I was sloshed. And I said, and I didn't have any idea. And I'd seen her enough times. I said, oh, really? And she said, yeah. She said, Boone, I found Jesus that day, and I prayed to Jesus to help me with my my addiction to alcohol. And she said, 
I found him that day, and she said, I turned my whole life around. And she goes, thank goodness for my children and my husband. And she says, I realized what a mess I was. And and she was just so personal. And and I thought, wow. I said, you know what? I've read this letter, and and then three days in a row, I get these wonderful personal stories about people finding Jesus. And I... I I thought to myself, I said, I'm headed down this road of helping people with terminally ill people. And all of a sudden, it's like, take a right here to this side street. You you need to hear these people finding Jesus and turning their lives around and becoming happy, becoming stress-free almost. And when stress does come along, they, they're almost like, big deal. You know, it, it's just part of life. That's not what I'm working on. I'm working on... I'm working on my relationship with Jesus, and I'm working on my final, ultimate goal, which is eternal, eternal rest in heaven. And uh, I'm going to read through this thing really real, fast. Real quick, once again, we're uh, listening to KINA Radio and visiting with Boone Vidrickson and Randy. I think we got what about how many? Yet? Well, we got about uh, 20 minutes left. Oh, okay. So yeah, and you know what? I think I'm going to. This story is pretty long. I think I'm just going to highlight some of the things in this story this story was about a gal that everything was going wrong in her life and she got so far down she was pregnant she had a minor car accident the airbag went off she it hit hit her stomach she lost the child and she was really grieving and her troubles multiplied she her husband's job was wanting to change and wanting to transfer him around and and her sister was telling her how she ought to feel, and she didn't want her sister telling her anything. How how do you know what what I feel? You're not inside me, and and they're going along, and a, and a customer comes in, and and it says, um, and well, this gal says I need an arrangement. And the gal says, well, do you need something special? Uh, 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 most people get flowers for an occasion of gratitude. She said, no, I, she said, everything's gone wrong in my life. She said, I'm, uh, I'm just sick of things. And, and, and the gal, the clerk smiled at her and, and said, well, I got the arrangement for you. And, uh, then the bell rang and a, and a person came in and she said, just a second, I've got, I've got to go see this person. And she handed her the, the, this gal, gal or guy's arrangement. And it was. It was 12 roses without the flowers that had been snipped. It was just thorny stems is all it was. And she says something about, do you want a box with these? And the gal, the other gal said, no. She just laughed. She said, okay. I said, uh, and she walked off, and the, and the gal that was there to get some flowers, she was puzzled. And she she says, uh, what was that all about? And says, that, that gal just left, and there was no flowers. And it was just thorny stemmed roses left over or the stems with thorns on them and she said well she said she was just like you she had lost her her father to cancer her, the family business was failing her son had got into drugs and she was facing major surgery and uh, she said her life was just bad and she said i told her about the thorny stems that lie and what it is is the thorny the thorns are the thorns in your life, the down points of your life, the problems you have. 
and and she said, I told him about that, and she she said, well, that sounds good. She said, I'll I'll take those, and she's come in now three years in a row taking them, and she said, and she said, it it just wants to let you know that God comforts you when you're afflicted, and He wants to comfort all of you while while you have these thorny times, and this gal sat there and she said, I'm angry with God. I've lost my baby. And then someone else came in and got this Thanksgiving special, they called him. And the gal, she handed her the roses, and 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 it was a guy this time, and he said, 40 years ago, he said, a few years ago, he said, him and his wife almost got a divorce, and their life was a real mess. And he said, we, got, we had some thorny times. And he said, we got these and went home and, looked at the thorns and kind of labeled the thorns of, of our problems. And he goes, and the guy looked at her and said, I highly recommend the special. And so he left and and the gal says, you know, I, I even have, I even take these occasionally. And, and she said, and this gal blurts out, she says, I'll, I'll have that special too. And she said, you know, God heals your heart. And these, these, uh, and the gal said, well, how much do I owe you? And she said, well, she said, the first year is always on me because you, they always come back. And she smiled and, and uh, she said, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a card and I'll read it to you. And it says, my God, I have never thanked you for my thorns. I have thanked you a thousand times for my roses, but never once for my thorns. Teach me the glory of the cross I bear. Teach me the value of the thorns. Show me that I have climbed closer to you along the path of pain. Show me that through my tears, the color of your rainbow looks much more brilliant. Praise him for the roses. Thank him for the thorns. God bless all of you. You know, it says, be thankful that the Lord, what the Lord does for you. Live simply, live generously, care deeply, speak kindly, and leave the rest to God. We often try to fix problems with WD-40 and duct tape, and God did it with nails. You know, it's a it's a beautiful story, and uh, and it, it is that you know life is not all about roses. It is for a lot of us. I've I've been blessed so much, but I realize that there have been some thorns in my past, and I and I've got through. Boone, real quick, like Bible study. Uh, that's been six months, maybe nine months ago. I shared with our Bible class that losing my wife, the adversity that you go through sometimes brings you closer to God than when you have all the good things that are happening. You know, everything is good, good, good. All of a sudden you forget, uh, you know, to thank God for these times. But once in a while, diversity and bad things actually is a a gift that brings you closer to God. So uh, that very timely uh, very timely story. Yeah, I, I this story really reached out and touched me, and and um, yeah, it's it's you know a great that line there about the thorns and the roses. It's it's like I always with my sons when it came to athletics. It says losing is important. It makes the winning better. And when you go through tough times, you appreciate the the the, the times that are good a whole lot more than you would otherwise. I mean, it's like. I don't want to pick on any Alabama fans out there, but year in and year out, you're winning all the time. 
Yes. After a while, that, didn't that get kind of boring? I mean, you need to have setbacks, and maybe yeah. they're having their setbacks this they, year. They're, so, yes. Well, so, the, the setbacks bring you close to God, though. Yes. This is the thing. It's, yeah, absolutely. because when, when everything's going right, it's just wonderful. and But you don't really appreciate it unless you've had the thorns and you've had the failures in the past. The people that have lived through the thorny parts of life and, and get to the roses— they're the people that when they do get to the the roses, they really appreciate them. And uh, and I'll tell you, my dying and coming back and now helping people, the feeling I have sometimes is is unbelievable because there's so many people that are looking for help. And as you reach out, it's like those people came up and talked to me about their personal lives telling me their testimonials you know i walked away from there just kind of overwhelmed and and i'm going to tell you since march all these things happening and i mean it's it's the list is on and on with stories but it is so humbling that before march i probably cried five times in my life and uh I bet I almost cry every day because being humbled, knowing that I'm doing good things and that, and that these people that, that get a, an encouraging word and, and all of a sudden they're so happy because of the thorns they've had. And, you know, I just, I just can't believe all of this happening. And I always wonder like I drove to Wichita a couple of weeks ago, and I wondered on the way down. I said, "You know, we're doing this final Christmas show because I feel like this is part two from Thanksgiving." I said, "You know, I got to speak. I have an, a speaking appointment at two churches this January, and I do I do speak at churches that request me to come and talk to them, and I have a twenty minute speech I can give about finding Jesus and also dying and what heaven's like." But you know. There's two churches I'm going to do, and I'm open to people getting a hold of me and and doing doing uh, talks at their churches or their civic organizations or wherever. But it, um, you know, I, as I was driving to Wichita, I went, I wonder, I wonder where I'm going to go next. I said, you know, our next scheduled one is February 6th, for the first Monday of of February. I said, I, I wonder where I'm going first, and and a, and a voice came to me and it said, you're on a need to know basis. It'll happen. And it does happen because, like this story I just told, it's a completely different angle of anything I've been thinking. And the three people coming up to me has never happened. And I have three people in a row. And through Spotify, though, I got a message Sunday. And the message Sunday was from one of my son's classmates back in grade school 15 years ago. And he wanted to send me an email about his story of finding Jesus. And I, I read it last night, and we don't have time to talk completely about it, but it was about him finding Jesus, too. And, and it all came from him hearing it from some people here in Salina who I knew really well, and I haven't talked to him in a long time. But he, they told him about it, and he got on Spotify, and, and he, just, he just had to get in touch with me 
and send me an email telling me his story, and his story is quite touching. Hey, real quick, like, this is important for me. Uh, you and I both visited, and I had told you I'm always cautious about being a false prophet and sharing information that might be wrong. And you and I agree on the fact that good works alone will not get you into heaven. It's the fact that you have to have that relationship with God. And I, I, you can double and explain this, but going to church and prayer and believing and having the relationship is so important. Yeah, um, I'd gone to church 31 years, and there I got turned down at the gates of heaven. And I, you know, like I said, when I got back, I kind of figured it out. I thought, I, I said, I think I know why I didn't get to get in the gates of heaven. I said, I think I got turned down. I missed something. And, you know, it was interesting. It, uh, oh, I ran into a, a little gal down in Lindsburg, and it was at a service, a church service for the residence where my mom, mother's staying. And, and I ran into her, and, and I said, uh, I didn't recognize her at first, but the minute she started talking, I didn't. And, and she said, Oh, Boone, it's good to see you. And I said, Oh, Carol. I said, uh, you surprised me. I didn't expect to see you here. And I'd had a divine appointment telling me I needed to be there. And anyway, it, it was amazing. It, the, the, I, I, we talked about her dad and, and I told her her dad's going to be not happy with me because I'd flunked the test at heaven's gate. I hadn't been paying attention. And I, I, I jokingly, I wasn't sleeping in church, but I, I wasn't getting the word of God. I was there listening, but I wasn't doing like I do now and trying to put two and two together all the time. And, and, you know, it was so interesting. She told me, you know, her dad was an inspiration because he was, he was, he was afflicted, I think maybe with MS and, and he lived in Lindsburg and he, and he teach, he was teaching ministry, was my minister for over 20 years in New Cambria, Kansas at 10 o'clock every Sunday morning. We have, it's a country church right in the middle of town. And, Anyway, he, you know, every time I thought about not going, I think, oh my goodness, there he is. The poor guy can hardly get his pants on. I mean, I thought, here you are, big and fat. And I said, you need to get up and you need to get up and get dressed and get to church. And I said, that poor old man is struggling to get his pants on this very moment. You, you get your fat self up and get rolling. And I said, this is this is unacceptable. Boom, no more excuses. No more. No, and I and I tell you what, I. I never once did I roll over and go back to bed. I mean, it, there, there was only a handful of times I was thinking about it. But I, well, every time I thought about it, I thought, if Chuck can make it, you get rolling. But it was I'll tell you, the thing that's interesting is his wife paid, played the piano, piano, the organ, and her name was Joyce. And one day, Carol goes, Boone, i got to tell you a story. And I said, what's that, Carol? She said, my dad's been gone six years. My mom's been gone three. But when my mom was in the hospital and we knew it was her time was coming, the last two weeks she was in the hospital, my my dad appeared to her, and she was the only one I could see him. She, he was standing at the door for two weeks every morning and waiting for her. And this is a phenomenon called the gathering, and it's when a loved one comes to take you to heaven. And he was there every morning. And she finally told him, she said, Chuck, go home. She said, you know, you're here every morning, you know. And uh, 
and I and I could just see them talking like that because I'd heard her talk to him that way many a time, and then I thought, oh brother, that is Chuck. He's he was there waiting, and two of my best friends also had loved ones come their last day of their life and show up, and and they were there. And uh, yeah, I had uh, an aunt. Aunt Hazel, who passed away a week after my Aunt Helen did, and the day Aunt Hazel passed away, um, I had a cousin there, and uh, the cousin said, uh, how you doing, Hazel? And she goes, I'm doing fine because Helen's here to take me home. Yeah. And it, and, and it just, and that was comforting for the whole family to hear that because Helen, boy, both of them knew how to cook. Yeah. They, I mean, Aunt Hazel's pecan pies were magnificent, but uh, it was reassuring and comforting to family to know that Helen came to get Hazel. Yeah, and the, my cousin, I had a cousin just pass away, and the last two days he couldn't talk, but he stared up into the corner of the room like someone was there, and I I asked my my cousin-in-law, and who was his sister-in-law, Karen, and I said, Karen, I said, you're telling me he stared into the ceiling up there in the corner, and you know somebody was there, and I said, you, you think it was his mother was very religious. I said, do you think it was think it was his mother? And she said, no, it wasn't his mother. I said, we didn't get along. She wouldn't be out here. I'll tell you that. She wouldn't be near this property. And I said, well, I said, well, Karen, who do you think it was? And she said, Boone, without a doubt in my mind, it was your brother. Mm-hmm. She says, your brother and Jeff were very close. And, and I, I could just, I know it was your brother was up, up there. And I said, that's very comforting to me because... I said, I didn't know. I said, my brother was a good guy, but it was, you know, sometimes he wasn't. And I said, I didn't know if he'd get through the gates of heaven and if he had got the message that you have to have a relationship with Jesus. But I had another family member told me that they had talked to him and he had declared Jesus as his savior and believed in Jesus. So I was, I was glad to hear that he had made it. Um, I do want to tell you, I, I did a little research because I want people to know that the Bible is was first printed in 1456 when the printing press was made. And there are 5 billion copies of the Bible made. It's the largest selling book by far. And it, 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 and out of the, the first run was 180. And, and they have tracked down and have... Some of them aren't complete. Some of them, the pages, some of the pages are missing, but they had like uh, 49 have survived out of the 180, but some of them are missing their pages. I think there was like 24 original ones left, but from that 14. Yeah. Um, with the Gutenberg 50, Press. Yeah, with the Gutenberg Press. And Was that you know, uh, all tied in with Martin Luther when he was wanting to make the Bible available I think he to was the just, German people? I think people? he was just after that. He was just after that. He, he right after that, he, he, he had that. But that was a way for the uh, German people right. to be, have access to the right. Bible and read for themselves what the true word was. Yes. And now, like I said, there's over 5 billion have been, and it's by far the largest selling book. And it's divided in two parts, as we all know, the Old Testament. Now if we can just get people to read them. Yes. (laughs) Well, and and I'm going to tell you, um, it's a good thing you brought that up. I want to tell you that, you know, I I had a thought just before I walked out the door today. And my thought was, you know, we all sat around 
and I hear you guys say it all the time, the country's in trouble, the world's going to going to hell, the United States is falling to the wayside and stuff. And you know, you know, guys, just think about this. I agree things are, are are probably headed in the wrong direction. I believe we're still the greatest country in the world by far. But as as the world is headed that way and you know and we all know that we're going the wrong direction and we're all doing everything we can to try to straighten it out every one of us. But is it is it a coincidence that churches also at a low time of attendance is that the correlation between the two is unbelievable that the the United States and the world is 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 on a downward downward spiral, and we all we hear I hear it every day. I still believe we're the greatest country by far in the world. That's why things are still being held. But what a correlation that also church attendance is also at an all time low. And guys, you know church church attendance when we go to church, you know we get together as a group like the three of us are right now. And, and, and when we're in church, what are we doing? We're praying together, we're expressing ideas together, and we're doing the, we're doing, we're singing together. And there's nothing like music. There really isn't. I mean, every once in a while, you know, I'm rolling down the road and I'll slip a disc in, and it'll be Alan Jackson's gospel tunes, and I'll look over, and I'll be looking at my mom out of the corner of my eye, and I'll slip that in because it's got quiet. And the next thing you know. She's singing word for word with all that that song. Every one of them, she's singing word for word, and it's wonderful. A lot of time, uh, families that have Alzheimer's patients, when they hear hymns that they grew up as a child, that's what they remember is the hymn. Yes, definitely so. Prayers and, you know, specific prayers and also these hymns. But it's, it's, it's a deal where all of us need to get back to going to church and and. It's a deal that'll bring you this peace that I found, and 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 all these people came up to me last week, and they found, and I, I look forward to the year ahead. I don't know what's going to happen, but it's it it is a wonderful thing, and and once again, I, I just want to tell listeners that get on Spotify and look under Heavenly Moments with Boone, and on this you will find the recorded programs that we've all sat here and done about three or four 22 minutes now this is our second 55 minutes well, and you, you know I, I worried today again we wouldn't get through guess what i still got notes we could talk about well and the big thing is too you're there to talk to people that are having troubles and yes. maybe uh, scared for family members or family members that are you know in hospice uh boone vidrickson is available to help them through these yes. tough times yes and it. To remind people that Jesus is actually there and God. Is there Jesus is there twenty four seven, and I'll tell you what: once you get in the habit of 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 saying a prayer to dear Lord Jesus, and you should say him right before you go to sleep. I guarantee you, it will change your life forever, and it and will you will find a comfort and a peace, and and you will know you will know that the word of God is upon you, and that. Uh, Everything else doesn't matter. I mean, it does matter, but it's not as important as it once was. You will find an inner peace. Boone, thank you as always. Uh, hope Randy always says happy holidays. I say Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year's. I do that just to tweak your nose. Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs>
But, uh, Randy, uh, we'll turn it back over to you. Well, gentlemen, thank you. And, again, a, a great message there, Boone. And if you've got questions, if you'd like to leave a number, a name and your phone number here, call us at 785-825-4631. That's our business number, and we'll make sure we get you connected with Mr. Boone Vidrix. And, again, Boone, Jerry, thank you very much, and Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to all of our listeners here of KINA. 9, 10 a.m., 107.5 FM, Salina.